0: Welcome to A New Testament Journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 5 Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. The widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives. Give the people these instructions so that no one may be open to blame. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list, for when their sensual desires overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Thus they bring judgment on themselves, because they have broken their first pledge. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. Not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. So I counsel younger widows to marry, to have children, to manage their homes and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. Some have in fact already turned away to follow Satan. If any woman who is a believer has widows in her care, she should continue to help them and not let the church be burdened with them, so that the church can help those widows who are really in need. The elders who direct the affairs of the church, well, are worthy of double honour especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. For Scripture says, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain, and the worker deserves his wages. Do not entertain an accusation against an elder unless it is brought by two or three witnesses. But those elders who are sinning you are to reprove before everyone so that the others may take warning. I charge you in the sight of God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels to keep these instructions without partiality and to do nothing out of favoritism. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands and do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Stop drinking only water and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. The sins of some are obvious, reaching the place of judgment ahead of them. The sins of others trail behind them. In the same way, good deeds are obvious And even those that are not obvious cannot remain hidden forever.
1: The surprisingly harsh words reserved for those who don't care for their family in verse 8, and the surprisingly mundane solution for Timothy's stomach complaints in verse 23, remind us that mature Christian living is not just about a spiritual arena of life. God is concerned about hunger and diarrhoea as much as holiness and devotions. He is the God of all creation, and we can embrace all his creative goodness, even when a slowly strummed guitar can't be heard playing a worship track. In my life, I found it a constant challenge to draw my faith right into the centre of my life, and my life right into the centre of my faith. Something in me constantly wants to separate the two, But Paul does not. And that is very liberating. When you're sick, take a paracetamol and offer up a prayer. God provided both and will be delighted to use either. When you miss a quiet time because your kids need attention, then celebrate the worship you've performed by caring for your family. Faith and life can intermingle in surprisingly unspiritual ways. So don't start thinking every single thing that sounds spiritual is definitely pleasing to God. The epitome of this kind of thinking is in the random acts of kindness movement, which encourages us to scatter stuff on anyone, anywhere, with the slightest hint of need. Paul spends much of this chapter speaking against such an idea. Random acts of kindness are better than showing no care at all, but not much better. Instead, Paul advises thought and consideration to be used when handing out your care. Some who say they need support are best advised to get a job or go live with their relatives or to stop frittering away cash. Others, and they are obvious when you take the time to look, should be supported long term, not just with a one-off random act, but with sustained provision. All of this just seems like common sense, doesn't it? And that is the point of the chapter. Don't divorce your mind and your mission, your worship and your wisdom. Our God made all things, and so we need to expand our understanding of what is spiritual. Real faith should filter a sound mind into every fibre of normal life. Question for reflection. Is there somebody around you who you could provide sustained care and support for in the name of Jesus?